Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or the property. It's the location and neighborhood, Dalton. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when we say in-depth, we're talking deep in-depth. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, a home, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. What do you think? I am weird, dude. You are weird. (laughs) Mr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Family picnics sometimes <laughs> gives you more than just a potato salad. That's the voice of my co-host and one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Mike Davis. We're screwed. Who's that mean? No, we're not standing in that box together in our underwear. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Mike? Oh my God, that is hilarious. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download here in the Bojangles studio with my co-host Mike Davis. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, um, I got you a gift. There's you're a going gift. right to it? I'm going right to it. So I saw this box on the table. Yeah. Well, you got sent a gift. It wasn't from me. Oh. I don't bring you gifts. You just said I got you a gift. I know. I took credit for <laughs> so something that wasn't really No matter me. what happens going forward and whoever got this gift, I'm instantly now, it's imprinted. That, it's that I should be thankful to you. Well, you can think that. All right. <laughs> you can think that. It's it's you not a bad deal to start off with a gift, though, right? No. Okay, it's Let's from see. WWE. Holy sh- Man, this, these, these guys are pretty cool. What we got here? From your friends at WWE. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they got, they, they're got they writing big scripts. They don't got time for little thank you letters and stuff. And this thing's in like a big old... I know, it, I mean, it's shaped like a belt, so it's probably a belt. But it's in a... Special bag. Let's see. Like, this is not no bullshit. It's not no... Okay. <laughs> this ain't no pl- fake plastic belt. No? What is it? Uh-oh. It looks like we have a new intercontinental champion of the world. <laughs> oh, it's like the Washington Commanders. <laughs> right. Well, they. I noticed on their website they've been doing these. All NFL teams now have their own branded championship belts, it like is. WWE belts. Yeah. It's, like, really good quality. Well, I mean, it's, 
It's a belt, man. No, but I mean, you know, it ain't from Coles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm just surprised it's such good quality. It's like as good as the real thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're buying something off the shelf, you wouldn't assume it would be anything like the one they actually carry in the ring, but this thing's beefy. Beefy. (laughs) The old beefy belt. Look at that. Isn't that cool? God, that is pretty sweet. It is really sweet. Yeah. Great studio piece. Yeah. Holy Unless fuck. you're going to take it home, but uh, I think it's for the studio. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll it here. That's really cool. Yeah, it is. Thank you, does WWE. Any, does anybody want to pick a spot for where it should go? I think Alex should. So it's a. It's basically um, what we have in our hands is a uh, a belt from WWE, and it, like I said, it's really high quality. It's like, I mean, it's super, it looks, I mean, I don't know. I've never held the championship belt, but it's like heavier and right here. Got all, everything's real, metal and everything. It says Washington Commanders on it. It's got all the logos, the Washington uh, championship years in the crest and all that. Uh, established in 1932. Do you know where um, Washington originated? What city? The team? Nope. I guess if it's not Washington, I do not Boston. know. Austin. Boston. Boston. Yeah, they were the Braves, Boston Braves. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think that's right. Well, I know they were the baseball. Yeah, the baseball I, don't, I get nervous when I do anything factual <laughs> around here. You should. <laughs> so, yeah, so back me up, somebody. We got this. Boston Braves, and then they had to change, change oh, their name. And then, uh, yeah, if they you moved. That, if you miss that, you may have to get a So where back. should it go? Hmm. Definitely within a camera shot. Yeah, I want to do it on a camera. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll have to figure a place for it. He's going to wear it is what he's going to do. The whole show like that. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we put it up on the top of the um, yeah, right, yeah. the pinball machine for the time being. Okay. Here you go. Yeah. You want me to do it now? Yeah. Got this all in my lap. You were right. They, are, they were the Boston yeah. Braves in 1932. That's right. And then they moved. <clears throat> moved in 1937. To D.C. So I just got to say to everybody out there, um, I feel uh, I, I'm, I feel really thankful for this gift from the WWE. Right, Monday night this week on Raw, the WWE even promoted the podcast that we did with Cody Rhodes. I know that Cody influenced that to some degree, so we're very thankful, Cody. Uh, and but the whole WWE team, everyone at Dirty Mo Media has said nothing but amazing things about how great they are to work with, how easy they are to work with, eager they are to cross-promote. That was a, obviously a small blip on their radar through, of, their, of their calendar year, but what a great experience it was for us. It has really influenced me in a positive way. I watched Monday Night Raw for two weeks in a row now, and, you know, waiting on what, what happens to Cody, uh, learning about all the other wrestlers. I'll be honest, I have not been in the game. Right. I ain't been in it. And uh, I've been in and out over the last four decades of my life. Um, <clears throat> but I'm kind of getting drawn back in through, you know, conversations with Cody and, and, and wondering about where his story goes. Uh, we got to see him a little bit on Monday Night Raw this, uh, this week. So I'm eager to continue sort of paying attention, right? And I know they, um, you know, I know they definitely uh, want to want to get their wrestlers and their stars out there 
and we are so thankful to have the opportunity to to interview Cody. So, uh, and they and again, you know, sending the belt. I mean, they're they've they came through. They're on the next to the next stop, and they're breezing through the rest of the country. Bam, bam, Monday Night Raw, week after week, and everything else, SmackDown, all the thing, all the things they got going on. Right. And they had, they had to they they took a little time out of their day to send us a very nice gift. It's amazing. They're true professionals. They are. And, and, and you know, going back to I'm with you. You know, sort of. Uh, I, I would have said before outgrew the sport because now, you know, you got kids and, and all this stuff. But the fact of the matter is, is you just need somebody to pull for, right? And whether it's a NASCAR, whether it's in football, whatever it is, yeah. you just need somebody to relate to and pull for. And we have that guy now, don't we? We do. I mean, we do. Did he fight last night? Did he wrestle? He went into the ring and okay. uh, started uh, started to have a conversation. And then um, one of the, I guess Dom uh, is his name, came out interrupted him there was a little bit of a spat in the ring cody dispatched of the bad guys very quickly and uh and it was over it was it was it was over um but the but the show was was entertaining they had a really good match at the end a couple of girls going at it and uh and so that was it was i was i was Sitting there having so many flashbacks from my childhood of sitting around watching wrestling, and um, I'm I'm getting back into it. Yeah, I, I we've even had a little WWE text thread going, right? Like amongst the group of us, oh, yeah. we're all sort of getting back into yeah. it. I've been texting Morgan a lot. Morgan Overstreet that works yeah. here, her and Tyler, her husband, are huge fans, and go every time that the that WWE comes through Charlotte, they often go. And so all throughout the show last night, I'm texting her about, you know, why, what do I, what am I supposed to think about this? What am I, what am I, I'm trying to, it's really more about like catching up with who's who, what they're doing, what their objectives are. There's a lot of agendas and storylines, right? It's a, it's a, it, and, and so trying to figure out who is trying to do what and what this means specifically for Cody, right? So I'm wanting Cody to get a, opportunity to win a championship right. right that's his that's his story right that's how if you're a cody fan that's how you want it to end or how you that's the next thing you want to happen right is for him to become champion and so when he came out and was interrupted i'm thinking is it good that this particular person interrupts him is this helping him steer toward that championship battle or is this steering him toward the mid-tier storyline right where his dad was for a lot of his WWE career. And so, you know, you just, uh, as a story is written, they're, you know, you hope that they're writing it toward him in, you know, wrestling for the title in WrestleMania or something like that later in the year. Yeah. But we'll see. We're going to tune in, and that's why that they got us they got us they got us they must know what they're doing right <laughs> yeah, you know yeah they, they saw this uh the grins and the 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 friendships yeah. that were developed i think that they uh they played the jedi mind trick on us and it worked and, yeah and we're, we're happy for it to work right yeah. cody was that genuine we appreciated that time we saw, we talked about it last yeah. week on on the thursday episode but like man what a great guy yeah and, uh, we, you want good things to happen for him yeah when you meet people you kind of let's be honest like man when you meet whether it's a wrestler, a race car driver, a football player, man, you 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 give them you give them the once over in terms of are they genuine? Are yeah. they a good? You know, do you feel like they're telling you the, you know, shooting you straight, right? Yeah. Um, First impressions, you're judging. 
You're trying to figure out what, what are the first impressions? Yeah. Are they giving me like this stock answer that they give often? Is right. it is it a manufactured sort of take or opinion? Um, but man, Cody was real. And that was the one thing that I liked about him. And uh the the you know, in the conversations with WWE over this whole thing, they will drop little nuggets in the conversation about like, man, how hard of a worker he is. You know how much he does for the business, and you know you could in that one my favorite clip we just put it out about him his wife telling him when he got that he comes out of the ring after I think he won the Royal Rumble Rumble, and um, he's like oh man he's all pumped up and then he's like I think this you know the guy somebody somebody with WWE meets him outside of the ring and gives him this this book of basically here's all the you're getting ready to go do. Here's your calendar going forward. We have, you know, we have all of your dates. We yeah. booked you, buddy. Yeah. You, guess what your ne- next year looks like. Your ass is gonna be busy. Right. Yeah. Are you ready? And he's like, Hell yeah! I've been I've been ready for this my whole life. And then reality check popped in, and he went and thought, What about my wife, my 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 daughter, my family? He goes to her, and she's like, This is exactly what. You know what you've been waiting for. Go main get event. it. Go do it. Go you're, get it. Yeah, you're a main eventer. This is what a main eventer is. And he, I mean, he got emotional just sitting there telling us that. He did. I know we're going long on Cody here, man. But it's all right. We're just that excited about it. And it was a great experience, and it was awesome because dirt, uh, Dale, the Dale Jr. Download coming off of becoming Earnhardt, getting back into interviews. That was a hell of a way to get us back in the groove. It is. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. It was and fun. We, we got another guest coming uh, tomorrow. That I'm excited about, man. We've been working on trying to get uh, Hank here for a long time. We've had Hank Jr. here. So it's Hank Parker Sr. It's Hank Jr.'s dad, obviously. Hank Parker Jr. is a buddy of mine. We're literally the same age. We're two days apart. We race together. We hunt together. We still communicate and keep up with each other. Hank Sr. and my dad were were similar in that way, that they were friends. They raced together. They hunted together. And... um, I have not talked to Hank Sr. in I can't remember how long. I have not seen that man in over 10 years. It has been too long. So he will be here uh, for our interview tomorrow, and I cannot wait to just I, – I wonder what he might tell us. Obviously, he's got an, an incredible career uh, as a Bassmasters champion. He has had his own TV show and uh, continues to create content around his fishing and hunting. Um, I would say that him and Hank Jr. had a big influence on me getting into hunting as much as my dad did, right? I loved to deer hunt, um, and I think I was influenced as much by Hank and Hank Jr. as I was dad. I think the first few times I went hunting was with them. But uh, the craziest thing that I want to know tomorrow about Hank Sr. is this guy— bought a a bush car from dad and went to Rockingham to try to race. Had no racing driving experience whatsoever. Didn't have a fast bone in his body, (laughs) right? Didn't didn't have a lick of talent, none. And he'll tell us that. Yeah. But he went and tried to race in the bush series. Right. Like who in the hell? And and your dad must have endorsed it. I don't know. I have no... We're going to find well, he out. He sold him a car, did he? How did somebody not say, hey, bud, this is probably not a great idea? Here, here's something. A test is a, is a good thing. I'm sure a he practice. did test. I'm I sure he, he did, did practice. 
I just still, still think still you're right. He had no business doing that. Yeah. Um, but we are. I got to know more about that. Yeah. Another thing that I think we need to talk about is so Hank Jr.'s racing career started in my car that started my racing career. So I bought, I built a street stock, started racing it when I was 16. I sold that car to Hank Jr. That was his first car. And so we'll talk about all of that. I don't ever tell you about these things like, a, you know, Hank Sr. for me, this isn't about me. It's all those things you said, this is what this, uh, this interview is going to be about. But to be honest with you, this is special for me because when I was growing up, you know, we didn't have cable television. We didn't have anything. But me and my dad would be, damn sure make sure we're watching Hank Parker's fishing show. Yep. We would sing the song. We, when you hear the song, it's almost like the it was almost like the dinner bell. When you hear his song, I can still sing it. and I can still hear it today. Uh, like and and so that this is a connection to my childhood that I never would have thought I would ever have the opportunity to do. I've seen Hank Senior in the garage over the years, back especially when Hank Junior was driving. And every time I'm just like, man, that's the guy. I've never been starstruck in this sport. I've never have been. But when I've seen Hank Senior walk in, I'm like. I, I go back to, you know, third grade, fourth grade, you know, watching yeah. uh, Hank Parker's Outdoor Magazine. So this is a little special for me, too. Good. I, I like this. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So that's tomorrow um, on our Wednesday show. Anyways, um, uh, you know I love music. Everybody in here loves music, right? We all love music. <clears throat> and I find it really interesting about how we consume music, right? We talked about it on this show before. Fifteen years ago, ten years ago, all of us had iPods mm-hmm. uh, that remember, you know, they were MP3 players. Mm-hmm. We were ripping songs off of Napster and all those things. And I then, then iTunes Store came out, and you, you know, you had your iPod and then your phone, and it, now it's all on your phone. Now you don't even need to own, you know, own a physical copy of the music anymore. You just subscribe to a service like, you know, Apple Music or Pandora or Spotify or all of them. Right. Right, and and now you can just kind of jump on any playlist you want, or you know you can listen to Sirius XM and and listen to your music that way. There's so many ways to consume music, right? Yeah. How do you listen to music, Mike? Sirius XM mostly when I'm in my truck, yeah. I'm usually listening to music in uh, uh, Sirius XM um, because you can just pop pop to any of those stations. Lately, obviously with Jimmy Buffett dying, man, Margaritaville is where you want to park it. Man. I bet it has everybody been has been freaking listening. awesome stuff. Yeah, everybody's listening to that. But yeah, and then uh, yeah, on my phone, I mean, like I, I subscribe to uh, um, Spotify. Oh yeah, or I've, I've got Spotify oh, yeah. playlist, and so uh, yeah, that's how you how do you, you have do it? Spotify playlist? Sure. You make some? Sure. What's your playlist? Oh God! See, I, I shouldn't have opened this can of worms because I, I don't even know where this is going. Where is this going? This what's fun about it. Um, <laughs> this, no, I don't want to. Like, I, I, I'm more eager to hear about what your point was. Uh-uh. You're going somewhere. Now, I want to. Um, how do I find you, man? Where are you at? I want to oh, follow you. No. Yep. Nope. No. Go open. What's your pan? Uh, I, I'm not doing it. Come on, man. No. No. I don't want. No. I don't need this critique. You don't in my need life. to. You don't need to tell me. You don't, you, need to, you don't need to tell everyone. I just want to see it on my screen right here. So let's not tell the podcasters what your username is. I could bleep it out. Yeah. Shut up. I'm not doing this. <laughs> what, what was your, where were you going with this? Go. No, do it. No, stop. I'm not. No, you stop. What's your playlist? No, you stop. <laughs> What's the name of your playlist? I'm not telling you. Why? Because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> Nothing. Come on. No. 
It's it, the playlist is called Do "Never Share with Dale Jr." Oh come on! Now we're not moving forward until he tells us at least well, one. I, well, I'll get comfortable here. You'll get comfortable. <laughs> I mean, I can sit here all day. Oh, oh man! What do y'all think? Should we just sit here and wait patiently? I'm looking through Mike so. Davis profiles on Spotify oh, right now. It's probably there's Mike. A, there's a few of us out there, my yeah. friend. Yeah. Are you Mike Davis, the artist? You just keep looking. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Keep, keep looking. You know it's Mike. It's M. Davis 88. That's probably what it is. Okay, look up M. Davis 88. <laughs> <laughs> it might be, actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, what was your, where were you going with all this? I don't know, man. I'm just bullshit. Oh. What the hell's your problem? Well, what, 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 do you have a... Uh, M. Davis 88 7? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. New Year's Eve 2023. Nope. <laughs> Beast mode. That's definitely not one of your play- playlists. <laughs> Could have been beast mode. No, you're not a beast mode. You don't look like you'd name. You're, I'm a beast. Yeah. I'm a beast, man. Yep. <laughs> beast mode. <laughs> yeah, I could have a playlist named Beast Mode. <laughs> Come on, man. When are you going to tell us? I'm not. I'll it's share. Fun. I'll share. With you. Yeah, he's got a fun playlist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. See, this this is where I knew this was going. It was inevitable. All right. All right, Andrew, uh, go ahead. Andrew, yeah, this is uh, you know, go ahead know, and do your eight minute comedy bit. I can't not. I, right. I Actually, love. that was Tim's, Tim's, Tim's temperature is Tim's rising. What joke. do you want to say? What do you want to say? Garage door opener. You got box fan. <laughs> 10 box hours. Fan. Oh, yeah, you got 10 hours of rain music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good heavens. How does this, how do we end up in the same place like this? I mean, what is this? Well, all right. Well, since everyone's so disappointed. <laughs> you all look, this is actually so, interesting. Everyone's so disappointed. So, um, <laughs> I am, my, my username is Unocal, the fuel, right? Unocal, seven, you know, like Unocal 76 or Union. So, U-N-O-C-A-L 88. Unocal 88. I have three playlists. One's one's a Matthew Good playlist, like all his songs. But the other two are really the ones that I listen to every day. I have two playlists. I may make more. How many do you have? You have more than two? I don't know. Come on, Mike. I don't know. It's probably, probably more than two. killing this show. You're just probably more than torpedoing two. this whole thing. I know. I didn't know. This This is not. This a, wasn't even on our show sheet. I didn't know what we were going to talk about. This. Okay. Well, I'm bullshitting back. You don't know? Is it two? Is it five? Is it twenty? It's probably more than two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> tough question. Uh, I know. <laughs> so one of mine is called Shuffle It, because that's an that's the that's what you need to do, right? Don't don't play it in order. So you give yourself instructions before you play it, like <laughs> yeah. you call it what the you name want to of do? the yeah the name of the playlist is also an instruction to the listener. Yeah, apparently, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the Shuffle It is like. All rock from like my like the nineties to to current. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh alternative and punk rock and a lot of you probably you you know, a lot of people people are probably not gonna like. But it's okay. It's for the people that do like it. Okay. Um and then I started my latest playlist. I made this in the last month. Um and it's called Houseboat Rock. Well, Remember you, we had the conversation about, about yacht, yacht rock? rock? Yeah, yeah. And Alex had never heard of it. And I hate the name yacht rock, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. no, none of us here can freaking relate, relate to, to a, a yacht. yacht, right? So 
Damn. <laughs> yeah. Profane. He, he really doesn't like Yacht Rock. Y'all. Well, <laughs> d- I'll tell you, man. Um, My God. I do boat. love a houseboat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had a great one, too. I did. Yeah. It's time for another one. But anyways, I've been looking at some used models, man. The old Gibsons from the early 2000s ain't too bad. Really? Yeah. The Gibson model. Um, there's some nice houseboats out there. But uh, they're hard to, you can't trailer them, many of them, because they're so big. So you have to kind of, if you're going to buy a used one, you got to buy one that's here, yeah. local. Anyways, l- my houseboat, Rock, is, I made this at Watkins Glen. How Just you, a we, few weeks yes, ago. Yes, right? Okay. It is 15 hours and three minutes of music. <laughs> Holy moly. Yes. Good heavens. Yeah. Shuffle it. <laughs> you ain't gonna need repeat. <laughs> All right. How long do you think the Shuffle It podcast, the Shuffle It podcast, the Shuffle It playlist has been around for multiple years, and it is thirty hours and three minutes of music. What, dude? <laughs> yeah, isn't that awesome? That's so, serious, man. That's, yeah. that's I'm impressed. Yeah, that's pretty. What's good. your playlist? Oh, come Jesus. on, stop. Let's, let's stop this already. You, listen, I'm not the music connoisseur that you are anyways. I've, I'm, I, Why are I like you ashamed it. to tell us what your I damn don't know. playlist I'm is? I'm not. I just, it, is it's, it current? It's, it's not nearly as... Uh, What's the genres of music? It's uh, like, a little bit of country. And, and I mean, listen, I'm a, I'm a big Buffett fan. So yeah. I have Buffett. I love yeah. listening to Buffett when I'm out on the boat. Um, but I listen to Buffett anyway. So... Uh, um, <laughs> This is this is how interesting this conversation would go if we were emptying out my playlist. It All sucks, right? right? <laughs> so what what are what is the names of Mike's playlists? Wrong answers only. Well, he's got a fun playlist. Yeah. Fun playlist. Fun playlist. <laughs> uh, after five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> On the boat. Yeah. yeah. Play it That's straight probably. through. Pontoon <laughs> rock. <laughs> Do yeah. noises or something like that. <laughs> Pontoon rock. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a genre called pontoon there rock. should absolutely yes. i mean why did the yacht people get to take their own music man that's such a small demographic All right. right there's way more pontoon there are <laughs> they could probably appreciate music me and you are one yacht yacht, uh, yacht rock ought to be like ballet or something you know like uh or not ballet but uh <laughs> classical <laughs> classical yes, music yeah that's yeah, what the, yeah. that's what rick hendrick's listening to probably <laughs> <laughs> anyways See, uh, yeah, you don't you you don't need to go direct music conversations towards me. It's going to lead you nowhere. Yeah, actually, I think he just has one, and it's called Mike's Playlist. <laughs> <laughs> As if you didn't know it was yours, <laughs> Mike Davis's playlist. Yeah. Just in case there's any confusion, yeah. or just music. <laughs> yeah, Do you now. Yeah. I'm interested in this for real, Andrew. You guys, got, you listen. Mike to, has a fan. I have a. I know that Mike probably has a playlist of Mike da- of Davis family singalongs. You know what do you think? The y'all have a be? specific playlist that you play only when you're riding with your family in the car. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you a little bit. Of, I'm gonna give you just. A th- I'm not telling you about playlists. I'm not telling you, but I do have a playlist. Should oh, not wow, say breaking this. news. Yes, here we go. <laughs> no, finally, no, no, no. It took us I, I do ten have minutes to get here. Should we go live now for this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been live. If the word Alabama is in the song, oh my god, <laughs> it's in a playlist. Are you serious? Yeah. You have a playlist of an any, play. any song that has, has the Alabama. word Alabama in it? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. It's embarrassing. It's, I'm sorry. It, <laughs> I, I got a problem. I, I'm going to seek therapy. 
I'm going to go to BetterHelp, and I'm going to use discount code Dale. <laughs> Ask what, what my problem is. But it is, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Dude, he's buckled over here. Is he all right? <laughs> I just can't believe you. Even if it's like the worst song ever, Mike's like, <laughs> Alabama. Yeah. Mike's so, like painfully cringing through this whole song just to hear the word Alabama. And then I, I break out in celebration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and in that, there is, because you can imagine there's probably about 10 different variations of Sweet Home Alabama. I got them all. Everyone. I got them all. I got just the instrumental. <laughs> Wait, you didn't say it? There ain't nothing. It's just, just the tune, you know? And then I've got, you know, the, there's the rock version. There's the, there's, it, there's, everybody's done a version of Sweet Home Alabama. It is my favorite song. So now we have to go search for some of the worst freaking songs we've ever heard with the word Alabama in them. So we can make sure that Mike has them on his playlist. That that actually be uh, fun, uh, <laughs> fun for me. And I when, bet I do you a, listen to this playlist, or is it just like a, is it sort of like a, a habitual collection uh, habit, right? Like you're like, oh, I gotta have them all in one place, even though you probably don't even like play this playlist, right? It's probably the my most listened to playlist. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> man, this guy loves Alabama. I do. Yeah, I do. That's that's a. Uh, I mean, you know where it really gets tricky is when you have a band, a group called Alabama. Well, you got to put all their stuff in. Oh, really? Well, I mean, they get, they they do say the name a lot. Where do you end this? I mean, is if there is no end. I mean, if, I'm, now I know that I've got to beat thirty hours. I wonder. Man, that lead singer's got a cousin that lives in Alabama. I got to add oh. him, and all of his music, well, and that's the thing. Everybody's got a cousin in Alabama, whether you know it or not. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Probably married one. There's no way this is really true. That everybody's got a cousin no, in Alabama. That you have a playlist. No, it's true. <laughs> My it's true. gosh. What is it called? Just Alabama? Probably. <laughs> no, you know what it's called. What's it called? No, it's probably something like that. Nope, nope. What's it called? Mike's Jams. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the condescending tone out of y'all's voices in the producer's room. The best stuff's the coming from the booth. The control room has gotten a lot sassier lately. The best stuff's coming from the booth today. Ever since Andrew started being in there, it just got a lot more spicy in there. What, what do y'all got jokes? All of a sudden, God. it's comedy hour back there. Alex, I mean, stop Mike's jams. <laughs> That's, That's pretty my next funny. playlist going to be called Mike's jams. Yeah. Alex, do you have a playlist that uh, uh, you just put on when you're trying to be romantic with a girl? <laughs> No, I just put liked songs. Like, does it have uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever's running? <laughs> yeah, you, you don't got a mood set in music. Uh, no, I just do the. Uh, they make like Spotify at least makes like playlists geared to whatever music you listen to, and I just kind of throw those on. Hmm. See what happens. Yeah. They change daily, so. Goodness gracious. Very interesting, Mike. Um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, um, We've just learned a lot about each other today. So, I can't get my head around. <laughs> He's done. I can't get my head wrapped reschedule, around that you, li everything. you just listen to Alabama. a random <laughs> playlist of songs that mention the state of Alabama. Mm. So, I... Uh, He's so, he's so thrown. Yeah. This is throwing. You want me to help you? There's a race yeah. that we had this yeah. past week. Should we go ahead? I mean, we skip right through the rest of the. Can we just talk about races at Talladega? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah, funny.
Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DALE to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. With code DALE, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For state-specific disclaimers, check the show notes. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources. We talked about my, my final folder in my, uh, in my phone. The, uh, oh, that's right. Boat Trader, eBay Motors, ATV Trader, RVT, RVT Trader. I mean, RV Trader. <laughs> I was looking at it on RV Trader yesterday. You okay. know, just at... Just at no, for no, I don't have a, I'm not buying an RV. You're just like looking, to look at you're looking window what the market shopping. Looks like. yeah. yeah, so I was window shopping some yachts, I suppose. I somehow got myself on this algorithm where my, where my YouTube's sending me sort of uh, <coughs> boat videos, uh, but it's like, hey, this boat's for sale. Look at this boat. Look down in this boat. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so, which I kind, I'm kind of like, hey, I kind of like this. I'm I do looking, too, actually. I'm looking at these nice boats. This right. is good. And so, yeah, I was like, I wonder how much it costs to operate something like that. They, you know, you can buy an, a restored boat, an old yacht for very cheap, but it's going to cost you a ton of money when something breaks, and which often, I'm sure often something's going wrong. And this thing's in salt water all the time. Can't, you know, stuff's breaking and corroding. Right. <laughs> but even a newer model, even a used newer model, just the expense. I was like, okay, you buy it, then what? So I did a little digging and asked some questions of some people, and I was like, holy smokes. I mean, you know, doc fees and... Staff, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got, you got, you got Full-time right. captain. Yacht fees would just, be extraordinary. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, when you take a when you take a, a plane and fly it somewhere, you pay to land. That's right. You pay to park. You pay for fuel there. Um, they get you all... They get you tarmac fees and everything, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not just... You know, even in gas. commercial, these people in commercial, we we're paying for everything all the way up to do, put your luggage up top. It costs this. Put your luggage down low. Costs this. Yeah. One way or another, they're getting their fees. Yeah. I, I I'm just entertained, I guess, easily by look, you know, window shopping. I'm the same way with land and, and how like houses land, I will never I, buy. I, I know. I will never Dude. buy in a million years, but I'm always fascinated just looking at houses in, in real I'm on, estate. I'm on real, realtor.com all the time. All the time. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> looking got, in places yeah. in the country that I'm never going to move to. Exactly. Going, just, oh man, that's interesting. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, two acres, two acres in Oklahoma. It's okay. fun <laughs> seeing what people do with, with, uh, with their houses yeah. when either, whether they're flipping them with the, you know, how they find value. And to be honest with you, I, that's what I have. Realtor, Zillow, all that stuff. Yeah. I just like looking at them. Yeah. I like looking at, you know, houses I used to live in as a kid, just to seeing if they're on the market, what they're selling for, this yep. kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. That was a, um, I'm, I used to have a house down in Key West and I mentioned that to say that I 
freaking miss the hell out of being down there. I used to go down there all the time to the old town six, eight times a year. I miss it so bad. You know, becoming a husband and a father and all that has sort of changed the trajectory. We don't go down there anymore. And I am all the time looking at houses down in Key West just because my heart's breaking, right? Mm. Um, But I saw this one house. This is one thing that happens. Um, If you're on those apps and looking at the same houses, maybe say you've looked at this house and then it becomes, it, it was sold, right? And then it's sold, it goes up back up for sale like a year later or two years later. And you're like, why? What's wrong with it? Don't you ever think that? I not only think it, it's but like termites? the situation, the situ- <clears throat> a childhood home that I had in Chattanooga, Tennessee was yeah. up for sale recently. And it was kind of cool because then they show you pictures. You can look inside. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, I'm talking when I was in first grade, when we moved from Birmingham, Alabama to Chattanooga, Tennessee, this was the South. This was the house. Yeah. And it was on the market, and it was on the market for something extraordinarily. Like I could not believe how much it was. This is an, it's old. It was old when we were in it. Yeah, forty years ago, and um, but now and, and it just it it got bought like that, like that. And you're like, this, how? Oh, why? How? Why? I needed to know. Yeah. Did you I find even, out? I feigned interest in buying it just so I could talk <laughs> to a realtor. No way. I absolutely did. Yeah. And now they're calling me every week, going, "Are you interested in another house in Chattanooga?" Which there I'm not, go. but I'm just like, yeah. And so what was the reason? Land value or what? The reason for I the house selling for so much? Uh, I don't I'm, know for I'm sure. I, have, <clears throat> I think it was bought by a corporation. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some I, sort think, of a... I think there was, I think they bought it to, to level it. Oh. And that was... I don't know that for sure, but I think that's what... Because the land? There's only... Yeah. Th- 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 that would be the only explanation. It's on a major highway that's like not... There's not like a lot of land. It's probably like a, a, a half an acre, yeah. a quarter acre at best. Um, and it's a gravel lot. I mean, like, I think they're going to tear it down, yeah. but I, I don't know the real reason. But, I, yeah. but I'm always looking for that kind of stuff. I know. Me too, man. <sighs> you want to go buy something just to tear it down? No. Wouldn't that be fun? No. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, I have no interest in spending any money. But that's true. <laughs> I am just like curious is like what yeah what does cost what does what can i get for x can i ask you a question because i'll do that this is fun for me i'll go into the boat trader right and i'll say all right i want to find the cheapest freaking boat that's between like 30 and 40 feet right just pick a pick a footage and you go like hey man what's like the cheapest options and you're like man i'm gonna man what if i stumble onto a deal right you obviously don't, right? You get yeah. looking at these things, and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah, this thing's got a lot of problems. Um, and then, you know, the pic- the other thing, too, man, don't don't fall for this one, Mike. Okay. The pictures always look better than the real thing. Oh, right. Oh. I, listen, I, I'm in marketing and publicity. I mean, <laughs> I know that game. I'm looking at this one houseboat in Tennessee, and I'm, I'm so close to going <laughs> to, like, look at it. But I know I'm going to travel over there to Tennessee and look at it and go, this ain't nothing like the pictures. Right. You know, there's a YouTube video of... Um, there's all kinds of issues with the paneling or, or the floor or problems with the carpet. And you can't see that in the photos. There's a YouTube video they don't, of your dad's old bus. Yes. Your old motor... Did you, have you ever seen this video where a guy went to go look at it? Yeah. He, he was trying... This guy was selling your dad's yeah. old motorhome? It's rough inside. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff just didn't age well. Well, no, they never do. I mean, that's the way it works, but still, I mean, it's like they want to get get you caught in a nostalgic yeah. purchase. I guess my curiosity around yachts and the cost of them is this, okay? If you're, if you're, if you're ro- rolling your eyes over my curiosity about a boat like that, 
this is the deal, man. My dad loved boats, loved yachts, owns yachts, bought several yachts. And I always thought of my dad as a pretty smart guy mm -hmm. in terms of business and money. And I thought, well, that doesn't seem like a, a wise choice financially. Surely he had some way to make it make sense. Right. I never learned anything about that. But talk, becoming friends and working with Jeff Burton, Jeff Burton uh, told me a story. And he's like, man, you know, I was thinking about getting a boat, and your dad heard about it, and he just took over the whole process. And he had me in his bus with papers laid out. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to You got to have this. You got to You need to do this. Don't do that. got to buy this. got to put this there. We'll put this there. We'll do that. We'll do that. This has to be. This is what you want. This is the appliances you need. You know, telling him how to buy, build this boat or what he, you know, right? And so I've asked Burton about boats. I'm like, why were y'all all, everybody in the late 90s had boats. They used to all go down to Key West and have those fishing tournaments. Big Bill, Helton, and uh, several of the owners, Richard Childress. And you had several drivers and owners that had boats. And they all would go and hang out like the week off before Daytona. And then in off season again, they would go back down there and they'd have these little mock fishing tournaments, kind of like Denny Hamlin's basketball tournaments and his golf game, his golf thing, the, the golf guys. Just a little hot, like little, yeah. little clubs. It's a little hobby club. Like a little, yeah. And uh, yeah, and then, that, so that was a big deal at one point. I'm like, well, why did everybody do that? And I'm, I was just curious about the cost of things. And right, I, what I learned didn't seem to make much sense to me. Maybe they just, that was the one thing that they just yeah. were okay not making a business My, sense out of it, yeah, right? I like guess it, so. it was literally just for leisure and fun and yeah. some, everybody needs something they, they I, lose money on. That'd be, that'd be another one of them conversations where if dad was here, I'd be like, hey man, let's sit down and talk about that. Right. What, what was, is there regret or did you, how'd you make it make sense? Well, was he not building a new boat? Yes. When he when passed he away, yeah. they were building a brand new boat. Uh, that eventually got finished. And his old boat, the original Sunday Money, is still out there. I met the family just recently in like the last two years that owns it. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, That's still, cool. And they say the interior is as is, the way they bought it, and they didn't want it to change. They know it's dad's. They know wow. they kind of have kept it. A lot of, you know, as you can imagine, like late 80s, early 90s, brass, and all that good stuff. <clears throat> yeah, that, no, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I, You know what's something interesting about this and uh i've wanted to ask you 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 do well financially you you've made a good living right do you find your do you think that you are always tight and worried about how you spend money because you are very very conscious of how <laughs> you manage your money like yeah. and i wonder if you know a lot of you have a lot of sports stars or celebrities when they happen into money they go into immediate spending mode and that, not to say you haven't spent money because, you know, you do have a Western town that sure. you didn't try to go make financial or business sense out of that. Right. Um, so you do. But for the most part, you are really tight with money. And I'm wondering, is that did that happen later in life once you earned money? Or did that do you think that you've always is that something that you're taking from childhood or did was there an example no, of I'll somebody losing their I'll, money? Oh, that yeah. Freaked you out. Yes. OK, exactly that. The exact uh, thing that happened was the 30 for 30 on ESPN about the players all going bankrupt. Uh, Keith McCants, uh, for, he used to be at Alabama, went yeah. to Tampa Bay. That broke. was, what, 15, 20 years ago that right. came out? Mm -hmm. That scared the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. And so 
I felt like, you know, I would go to Kelly, who's my general manager and understands all of my financials. And I'm, you know, I would tell her, I'm like, hey, you know, I don't want anything like, I don't ever want to get anywhere near being careless, right? I want to stay as far away from careless. Any investments that I might do in the stock market are always going to be low risk. Never going to put myself out there, mm. right, to, to be uh, put in a bad position. Literally, that's it. I mean, it wasn't, I didn't ever think about it. And uh, until until I saw that, and I was like, in my mind, that made me think, oh man, it's that could happen so easily. It could, right? And, and you know, you had the you had the story about MC Hammer and and yeah. his, his his fortune and all the things that they spent, how he was building that house and all that, and he and 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 he had all these people on a payroll. And I, Dusty Rhodes in that in that documentary, yeah. Dusty Rhodes was broke. He was yeah. he was hawking his watch, right. just to give his kids money. Yeah, and so, yeah, I think those those stories, man. They they I'm already anxiety ridden, a warrior. I'm already built that way. Anyways, you know, quickly let's talk about uh, Kansas. The uh, I will say this, man. Um, we're at. Uh, Xfinity race, right? Yeah. And so I've got a we have the action and adventure. That's what they call it with me and Jeff Burton. Where we're uh right when they fire engines, they go, All right, y'all go. Take go ahead, take it away. And we do whatever we're gonna do. And y'all have seen it <clears throat> various versions of it throughout the year. And um this week they changed it up and I was going to be down there by myself for Xfinity and then Jeff was going Burton was gonna do it by himself on Sunday. And uh we didn't have uh, there's other reasons why they did it that way but anyways i'm down there by myself and i'm running around and interviewed uh herbst and then i did a little i did a little bit about uh the pressure of the playoffs as a as a you know as as i remember it um in the xfinity series and then uh i had to do engines fired walk and talk and my hit was going to be starting at Parker Klingerman. Hey, Parker's starting in 15th. He's racing to try to make the playoffs. The other guy that he's trying to beat is up here in eighth position, Riley Herbst. That was going to be my bit. And then I would I would say some random as we're going to break. You know, just whatever comes out. I know that Riley Herbst drives the 98 car. And so, um, I mean, I know that. But you get nervous, right? And, you know, they're like, go, Dale. The engines are fired. I'm standing down here by the 15th place car starting, you know, starting in 15th, Parker Klingerman. He is, you know, right right on top of the bubble battling for an option, uh, you know, opportunity to go into the playoffs. And as the camera starts moving toward Riley, I go, and then up here, the guy he's chasing starting in eighth place, number 90, I froze and completely drew a blank on who, uh, what number he was. Yeah. And I'm like, number 90, what the f***? number is he <laughs> why do i not remember this right now it's like i'm live we're on nbc big tv wow and so i and i've got like five or six people between me and the car moving back and forth right oh, so and so really i it. got down literally on my knees to be able to see the number on the tail of the car number 98 Riley hurts <laughs> <laughs> nailed it yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, because we all have those moments when you just go have a brain fade. It just happens all the time. I had it happen last week live on YouTube where I was like, I got two points to make. I did the first one, and (laughs) I'm like, 
Why was my second one? I could not remember. It's it's live TV. And it's live TV. Yeah, live TV is so damn hard. I I'm gonna tell you, man. I I I, I goofed, and then so as I'm trying to finish the bit, which is I've got another 20 seconds. I've got to finish what I'm going to say about Riley. I've got to then carry us to break, and they're going to count down 15, 14, 13, and I just need to be talking about anything. But the last thing I need to make sure I tell you is that the green flag's coming up after the break. And while I'm trying to say whatever I'm going to say in that 15 seconds, I've got one side of my brain going, you dumbass. How in the hell do you not know Riley Herbst number 98? Come on, man. I mean, we've only been studying this guy for the whole week leading up to this race. 98. How do you forget that? So one side of my head is saying all of this in 15 seconds while the other side of my head is blurting out whatever the hell came out. <laughs> we still don't even well, know. I don't right? even know what it was. <laughs> oh, man. And it was really terrible. It was like, yeah, we're going to see who wins this race, man. <laughs> Can't wait for these guys to f- get going. This will right. be exciting. Right, boogity, boogity, boogity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Green flag coming up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Well. Awful. But, but it probably wasn't as bad as you're making it, right? Yeah. And so. I mean, come on. Wait. So, <laughs> it, it's never as bad as it feels. Right. Yeah, it but feels awful, doesn't it? It feels awful. Yeah. But it's never as good as it feels either. So, you, you know, TV's always going to – that's the, kind of the thing I always keep in my head. It's never, yeah. never as good as you think, and it's never as bad as you thought it feels. So, anyways, fast forward. Jeff's going to do it Sunday. He's got to do that whole bit. Now, he can choose where he goes and what he does, so, as I did. And I'm thinking, man, I kind of hope that Jeff don't do it too damn good. Oh, yeah. Because I did it. You're rooting for And I'm like – I'm like, you know, I kind of want him to have an okay run at this. <laughs> and uh, You don't want him to crash and burn. No. You want him just to, you know. I uh, damn sure don't want lo- him to, lo- do, lo- you want to make lo- us both look terrible. Right. But <laughs> Rethink the whole yeah. action and adventure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he goes, if y'all miss I don't know if y'all saw it, but he goes up on the banking of the turn one, and he's going to talk about how, how you got to run against the fence, similar to what we talked about at Darlington. It's equally as important at Kansas, even more so there. And he's like, you know, he had a great point. He's like, he he put his hand on the track, and he's like, right here is fast, but even just right here up against the wall, that's a that's that's even faster. Like that's how close you need to get to be able to, you know, to run a little bit quicker. You need to be right here on the wall. He got winded. <laughs> oh man, I hate that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he so he got he's up on the banking, right? Standing up there walking a little bit and talking and holding. He ends up getting winded and starts like, ha, you know, he just gets winded. And so the as he's he's sort of tailing off. Right. Right. Could, because you can't breathe and you're trying to time your sentences and you're yes. like you, at the same time you need right. O2. He I needs need to ma- breathe. I need the mask. Yeah. He's not breathing. <laughs> I guess he gets nervous like I do and he right. just don't breathe when he, he's just talking. Oh, right? wow, yeah. You ever tried to sing in the car, and you're like, how in the hell did they get that verse out? I had to stop and breathe. And <laughs> they continued right along singing. Every I don't know how I, in the – Every time I sing. Right? I don't know how in the hell the singer does it. I can't do yeah. it. So that's kind of what was happening with Burton. <laughs> why don't I sound like Celine Dion? Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking and talking and talking and not breathing, and he goes – and he gets out of breath at the end. But he runs out of breath and has to stop and ends his thought Right when they're like, all right, man, counting you down, 15 seconds to green. And he, and, and he let, like, 
He let what it felt like like seven seconds go by without saying anything, catching his breath. <laughs> no, can't even hear him breathing. <laughs> like a but like, there's like silence, and then right at the end, he comes back and goes, "The green flag's coming up next." <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and we, oh man, Boy. we were. Y'all were nailing it. We there, had a blast. There's no Emmys getting handed out for the action uh, adventure this week. Is his it? ass was on USA though. He damn it, he was oh, on. Lucky. He was on USA, not the big network. Listen, I go back to saying I appreciate that y'all go do this and you put yourself uh, in uncomfortable positions. But if they just put you where you belong in the booth and leave you in the booth, man, God, wouldn't Mike, it be all better? I know, but it's, I, I'm just telling you. I'm just saying. I'm listen. That's the hill I'm dying on. I like it when y'all are doing what you're supposed to be doing. That I like. I like. That and I like the change up. I I'm know. sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's I hate. I don't like when I suck at it. I like like if that hit would have went well for me Saturday or Saturday for the Xfinity race, I'd have been like, damn right, that was exhilarating. Yeah. You know, because yeah. when it does go well, I'm on the button to the producer going, hell yeah, man, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, even more where that came from. That was fun. Yeah. Thank you for asking me to be down here. <laughs> and so, <laughs> God Almighty. Oh yeah. We get rowdy. Yeah, I um, guess. <laughs> dude, you got to get rowdy. I was. You know, Did the, you get on the producer after this one though? Like, what do you say when when it when it goes bad? Do you just crickets? I didn't say shit till right. the next morning. We were. I was walking up to Jeff Binky, who's pretty much our boss at the at the racetrack. Uh, he's you know runs the whole property there, the the TV compound. So he's the guy, right? I walked up to him and I I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, did you hear that yesterday? And he goes. I did. I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's. that's I'm like, yeah. I kind of, kind of, just drew a blank. And he just like, he just giggled and he's like, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, well. He's like, ain't no way around it. <laughs> well, at least he shoots you straight. Yeah. But anyhow, um, you know, the race was great. I, I don't know. I, I, I thought the race was pretty entertaining. Judging by Jeff Gluck's poll, people seem to appreciate it. Um, the one thing that was uh. The one thing that was interesting, or I guess got a lot of damn conversation, was uh, Chase Elliott's post-race comments that he was, uh, you know, I guess Daniel Trotter, Freddie Kraft, our own Freddie Kraft on the door bumper clear, went after Chase a little bit for not expounding on why he was upset. Right. right. I think his, his comment was there's no, there was nothing to yeah. deliver. There was no message yeah. about that egregious. Yeah. You know, bumping into pit road, yeah. bumping into his teammate. Yeah. What's your I, opinion? Well, I think that it's not like it's an his his decision to downplay it is not a new thing. Nope, it's very chase, very chase. No, but it's not a new thing for anybody. Uh, I don't know, especially Chase. He's not going to take the bait. Right. One of my favorite VHS tapes that I own. Uh, is the 1985 race at Martinsville. <clears throat> Dad and Tim Richmond have this rough, beating and banging episode down the front straightaway. And Dad and Tim get into it, and Dad runs him way down the racetrack. I mean, it's very aggressive. Dad wins the race, pulls into victory lane, which is basically the front straightaway at Martinsville, and they go to him with the microphone, and he's won the he just won the race. And they go to him, and they go, uh, they might have asked him one question, but then they they asked him. They say, "Hey, man, how about that racing with with uh, how about that racing with Tim? A little rough out there, wasn't it?" And he goes, "I didn't know nothing rough about it." <laughs> he was pissed, hmm. and it just kind of reminded me of that, of that. Yeah, you know, yeah. like your dad has several of those moments where he he has he says it in few words, but you can yeah. tell, like that Tommy 
I guess the pass in the grass or what was there? He's like, I, I have nothing. I ain't have none of it. You know, I, I think he was talking about Bill yeah. Elliott in the pass for the grass, if I'm getting that right. You know, um, there, or maybe it was Darrell Waltrip at Richmond. I'd had enough of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. You know, just very few words, but but pissed. Well, yeah, but I mean, he downplayed like that wasn't rough. Wasn't it? Of course it was rough. Right. Of course dad was pissed in that oh, moment right. with, with Tim Richmond down the front straightaway. He runs him into the inside wall. But he's like, I didn't know nothing rough about that. The hell are you talking about? Don't ask me that. Hmm. You know, look, man, I ain't trying to defend Chase, but like, the guy's got a personality. That was him showing us his personality. Yeah. You know, that's who he is and that's how he wants to be. Then that's that we got to accept him. We got tons of guys out there with different personalities that are going to give us a different answer every time you ask them that. Yeah. I don't know. It's like Denny. Denny's going to just, you know, for better or worse, going to tell you everything about it and, and how, you know, he'll bring yeah. up the precedent and he'll bring up the future and he'll analyze it. But the fact is, is that Chase is not going to take the bait, but but I'm also not patronizing. I'm not, not that he's patronizing anybody, but I'm not going to be fooled into thinking that he didn't have a problem with Kyle Larson. I'm also not going to think, and I think Danielle Trotta said it best, I, I don't think he and Kyle Larson like each other. Yeah. I, they go back to Watkins Glen of last year. I, I think it's fine. I think we got – it's kind of cool, actually. We got teammates that actually don't care for each other. Yeah. Or they're very – or they're big rivals. Whatever it is. That's not been – that's not a new thing either. And but I like it. Yeah. It's not a new thing at Hendrick. It's, I mean, you think back to um, – I think Ricky Rudd and Schrader wrecking at Martinsville back in – when I'm backed up over the backstretch pit wall. Um, you know, there's been disagreements. It, you know, I know Jimmy and uh, Jeff had that episode at Martinsville as well. I keep going to Martinsville, but – um, you know, where Jeff was pounding on the back bumper and Jeff didn't love losing that race to, to Jimmy, even though he owned part of the car. Uh, and they court, they sort of had a this different of opinion about how that goes down. Yeah. But it, I think, you know, even Fontana, there was a con, there was a contact, contact at Fontana between the five and the, the nine. I think that's where it all kind of might've began. Yeah. A couple of years ago. And that's okay if they don't like each other. Yeah. We don't see them hanging out. They don't need to hang out. Right. I think it's gotten, uh, you know, I don't care whatever Chase wants to do, whatever Chase wants to say. I don't need Chase to tell me what happened. I don't need Chase to tell me how he feels. I saw it. That's right. That's my point. Exactly. I don't need him to I tell make, me what I, I saw. I make my I own saw. assumption. Right. And I think he knows that. He yeah. goes, you saw what you saw. I, you know, whatever. I don't need to go analyze it and get himself in bigger yeah. trouble. Yeah. And yeah. I and I can't. And he damn sure ain't going to be dumb enough to go, yeah, I hate that guy. Right. And I ran into his ass. Exactly. Yeah. He needs that in their life, right? You yeah. don't need to do that. Well, I don't think he wants to create – I don't think he wants to make the situation worse. they got to go have a, a competition meeting. they got to all get together and be around each other during the week. It's Yeah. Um, I will say, though, um, I believe, as much as I hate the short weekend, I miss practice. I miss being there on Fridays, watching cars run around in circles. I miss the longer practice for the Xfinity drivers and some of the young guys. Uh, getting more laps. Um, but the shorter weekend, the drivers now not really physically being around each other as much in the bus lot and all that stuff, they're not around each other all that much. Mm. And I think that's that's one of the small reasons, that's one mm. of the many, many reasons why we're having more feuds. We're having more contact. We're having more pushing and shoving, more I don't give a about you in this moment uh, on the racetrack. I didn't even think about that, but yeah. maybe you're right. So, would we all not agree that there's more shoving and, and pushing around and more contact and more, you know, kind of FU moments among the drivers on track? 
just slightly, right? Or, or there is a little bit more, right? Um, the, dri- the drivers have been talking about the etiquette and, and, and you know, hard racing. Uh, I think a lot of that is that they don't live together anymore. Man, when, you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, you spent half of the week in the bus lot. If you uh, wanted to go dot somebody's eye or go into somebody's bus and give them a piece of your mind, they were always right there. And now that they're all so hard to find, you don't see the damn drivers unless you, you know, you chase them down. You don't see them meandering about the racetrack, right? They're not in the bus lot till they, you know, the last, you know, they don't have to be at the racetrack till right when practice starts. So, it's like a you know there'll be a practice qualifying on Saturday and then race on Sunday, so they're there for twenty four hours, maybe thirty six hours tops hmm. max, and so that's getting into weeds a little bit. But <clears throat> well, listen, you, I think you're in that se- you're in that lot. You see it. I, it's interesting. I, dude, I don't ever think about it. I, t- I still take my bus to some of the races. Right, it's bare. There's yeah, there's yeah. half half there's half of the buses in there that what used to be in there years ago. See, I didn't know that, and that's I, when I think about bus lots, I'm I'm comparing it to 2010. No, nah, it ain't like that no more. Right, that's interesting. No, there's you'll you might see one or two drivers meandering about at mm. any point during the weekend in the bus lot, and a lot of them don't even stay in there, bring buses to the track anymore. They'll stay in the hotels and stuff. It's pretty interesting. Um, I don't really have anything else to add about the 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 cup stuff, man. Well, I do. What I do th- you got? I think what we have. Um, Let's let's throw it to flying lap because in flying lap, uh, Denny Hamlin had um, an interesting thing that I would love to get your perspective on, and that's basically the dilemma he has about having his own team, the one he owns, go past him and beat him in a race. Oh, I had an, I thought I had watched this. I watched this clip. Yeah, yeah. let's play, play that. I found myself definitely more in driver mode this weekend. Of like, you know, happy for them, right? It it was almost painful for me to go to victory lane. Even today, I'm really happy for the 45 team, 2311, because those are my guys. I mean, all those guys say, thanks, boss. Like, and I forget that at times that like, yeah, these are these are my guys, right? But having to take a picture with Tyler right next to the trophy that he stole from me sucks. Oh, it sucks so bad. But if I'm going to lose out, at least it was them versus uh, somebody else. I mean golly had Logano won that race you know because I mean after being an absolute non-factor whatsoever boy that would have that would have stunk yeah I mean I agree with everything you're saying about Logano you don't want to lose somebody that ran you know 10th or so all day long that that kind of bites when you when you're that good but his opinion is about how he uh, is the owner and and watching his cars win and struggling with the with the damn I wanted to win that race I mean get, get used to it yeah you're going to be racing against your cars they're good. You're good for this, you know, for this window of opportunity until Denny Hamlin falls off and ages out. That's what he'll have to experience, and probably more often, right? Yeah. As he fades out and his his abilities and so forth wane, uh, his team will continue to surge, continue to improve. He'll have amazing drivers and great fast cars, and they'll more than often uh, outrun him. Yeah, uh, I think Dad probably went through that same experience as is in his cup you know, the final couple of years of his career when we, me and his other cars were out there consistently out qualifying him and running better than him on the racetrack. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Uh, that was it. That was on Denny Hamlin's action de- actions detrimental this week. Also, Dale, we need to get your opinion on one other. You know, on door bumper clear this week, TJ. You know, they do an idiot of the week, and TJ Majors made you. They his loved idiot. to do that. Play it, Alex. <laughs> We're sitting up there in the elevator. Uh, what do you call it? Lobby. Lobby. Yeah. Up uh, up by the roof, and this woman comes through there, and I'm, hey, you know, where are you heading? She's like, well, Dell Jr. forgot his belt, so she had to go meet the. Kenny, the bus driver at the bottom of the elevator, so yeah. he could get his belt. <laughs> so, well, but let's let's defend him for a second. If he wore a, elastic pants up to the booth and then he was going to change into real pants, it's easy to forget your belt. Really? What? Don't you, you think? think? You think I don't think he wore elastic booth? pants to the booth. What you don't think elastic was, pants? <laughs> yeah, like pants, like jogging pants. I appreciate your Brett. Brett of all people I defending guess I me. It. He's, he's acting like you're 90 and wearing sweatpants <laughs> to the booth or something. Wait, I wear sweatpants every chance I get to the booth, wherever the hell I want. Okay, well, I don't. I, all right, no, no, good. Then how old are you, Mike? Back. Not 90. About <laughs> 46. All right, Mike, you're 46. So yeah. you got a few more years when you're not going to give. You're going to wear your sweatpants. I'm getting there you fast. Yeah. You're right. You're gonna your, your, your point's well taken, actually. Yeah. All right. So, I'm not going to defend it. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, TJ, okay, fair enough. I felt like a freaking idiot. That's a good one. They got me. What? I got, so, all right, here's the deal. I'll tell you. <laughs> Look, man, I got jeans on today. All right. I don't wear jeans often anymore. Jeans was what I wore every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, or somehow, I went to a, I went somehow or another, a pair of Lululemon's pants ended up in my closet, whether it's from a photo shoot or something, right? And I wore them to, uh, I remember the day I went, we were going to Vegas last year, <clears throat> at the end of last year, and um, and I had them on. I don't know why I put them on, and I, I, uh, but I walked around in the casino all day with these things on, and I'm like, man, these things are pretty comfortable, actually. So, I've since ordered some more pairs. I was wearing uh, Wranglers. They had this sort of cargo t- uh, khaki that I wore every race, working, mm-hmm. my work pant, right? And they weren't exactly slacks, but they weren't jeans, and they kind of fit what NBC needed. And uh, anyways, I, I, I wore them out. I had a bunch of pairs, and I kind of wore them out. And so then I got into these Lululemons, and... <clears throat> Then I, I mean, I stopped wearing a belt with them because when I go down to do the walk and talk with Jeb Burton, we put on that belt and the and the mm. ear. We, you know this, Andrew. Yeah, we, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we put on a belt. The whole outfit. Yeah, the, the whole the outfit. Whole, the whole. Well, when you got a belt under that belt, it is freaking absolutely uncomfortable. Uh, I believe it. So I always take off my belt and put, and then I put that that. Um, all that apparatus. Yeah, it's almost like a harness of yes, some sort. Right? Right. It's got all the wires and boxes and batteries. So, and so on race days, I've been going without the belt and carrying it in my bag, and I'd forgot that day. But he's correct. I mean, I get all the way up there, and I'm like, I really don't want to text somebody about a belt. That's pretty stupid. Um, <clears throat> but I had to. I was up there in the booth getting ready to go to work, and I didn't have time to run down to the track and get it, run down back inside the racetrack. What a pal, though, to call you an idiot for it. I mean, like, like TJ's never made a mistake. I want to say, life, right? I will, be, I will tell you this. I think that those boys on Door Bumper Clear are itching every week to find a reason to make me their idiot. It's like they're fun. It's like they can't wait to get an opportunity. Almost like they're just constantly thinking about they're you constantly all the time. 
thinking you live rent free in their heads that's right yeah yeah i I think you're right yeah well i I recently have been helping tj with another project with his sim rig so i'm I'm sort of surprised that he would turn on me like that well no i'm not yeah i'm not surprised no they're gonna call you an idiot if they get a chance to call you an idiot and and we'll call him an idiot right back right you're an idiot tj you're an idiot (laughs) (laughs) no i'm kidding that's flying lap presented by birch gold group text dell jr to 989898 and speak to the rep to get your free info kit on gold. Hey everybody, NASCAR playoffs are back, as you know, but it's back at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. That's the one I want to talk to you about. That's this October 14th and 15th. You know, we'll be there. We're going. We're going to that race at Las Vegas. The weekend starts on Friday with Free Friday in our fan zone. Hey, you got me at free, right? Come see the Hauler Parade, Xfinity Practice and Qualifying, and free beer, Alex! Love that. Free beer at the Budweiser Clydesdale South Point display. Friday night, make your way over to the Bull Ring to see the Star Nursery 150, where some of the future stars of NASCAR will put on a bumper-banging, fender-rubbing show to be remembered. Saturday, the ALSCO 302 Xfinity Playoff Race will be the start of the round of eight, as some of NASCAR next generation of superstars will look to clinch their spot in the Final Four. Following the ALSCO 302, fans will be treated to a post-race concert in our fan zone by the country star, Tim Duggar. That's our boy. It is. I love Tim Duggar. Uh, But listen, Tim Duggar is going to be playing at Vegas. I love that because Tim Duggar knows how to have a good time in Vegas. I'm going (laughs) to just be honest with you. The weekend will cap off Sunday with the NASCAR Cup Series playoff race, the South Point 400. Be on the lookout, by the way, Alex, for the Vegas Super Bowl. I said it right. The Vegas Super Bowl. It's commemorating the Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Super Bowl. You know the Super Bowl. Oh, I've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, it's in Las Vegas. Well, they got the Vegas Super Bowl, which will be driving on the same track that the NASCAR Cup Series playoff drivers will be battling for the win. So, look, I, I, I doubt it's the same race. <laughs> Wouldn't be, that be fun? be pretty fun. For the playoffs, you have to beat the Vegas Super Bowl. This is NASCAR Vegas style. Glitz, glamour, and gasoline. See, they all begin with G's, Alex. That's the key. Las Vegas Motor <laughs> Speedway, South Point 400 weekend, October 13th through 15th. Get your tickets today at LVMS.com. I'll say it again. LVMS.com. Tickets. Fun weekend. Be there. We'll see you. The Xfinity Series raced on Saturday. Brandon Jones uh, for Junior Motorsports ran really well, but just one spot short of being able to make the playoffs. Uh, I was really proud of Brandon and their team's effort. Parker Kligerman is uh, going to make the playoffs over Riley Herbst. I did not have that one. I call. I thought Herbst would get it done. He didn't. So uh, Parker is going to have a chance to race for a championship. Pretty exciting for that team. Um, <clears throat> I guess uh, you know who's going to be tough. Who's going to be tough to beat? Right? Who's who's the favorite? My opinion is it's John Hunter Nemechek. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. But he didn't win the regular season points. Right. And Austin Hill has looked really freaking good this year. And Austin Hill's this is where it gets weird, all right? This is where I think you can make the argument that Austin Hill may be the favorite. Austin signed a contract to stay in the Xfinity series. His focus is parallel with with winning this championship and continuing to get better in this series. John Anderimichek's announced that he's going cup racing next year in the 42 car. So whether he likes it or or really whatever he no matter what he says some of his focus is on that cup car in the future 
racing in the Cup Series next year. Mm-hmm. It, I don't care what he tries to do, how much preparation and 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 uh, you know how much uh, you know how much he tries to focus on racing in the Xfinity Series the remainder of the year and tries to put into racing you know well. That is a not a distraction, but it's certainly going to be in the back of his mind, right? There'll be things going on, photo shoots for next year. All that is happening now, right? There are things in his calendar year that'll be reminders of what he's going to be doing next year. And so his focus on Xfinity Series will kind of be like an on and off switch. Hmm. And so... Where, where's Austin Hill... Head down, head down, plow, yeah. go digging, and that's his style too, yeah. man. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm telling you, uh, if <clears throat> it's going to be interesting, and I think Austin Hill's got a genuine shot uh, to to topple uh, the favorite, or Nemechek is the favorite. I thought Nemechek was the favorite too, but Austin Hill's impressed me this year. I didn't think Austin Hill would run good at every racetrack, and he has. He's went to um, all the tracks, Darlington, and all the places, and been competitive. I'm, of course, pulling for Junior Motorsports to do well, and, and I'd love for one of our guys to win a championship. I think we um, are looking better. We're showing more speed. I know we'll be great at Phoenix if we can get there. we got to try to get our guys to the final race, and if yep. we do, I think we'll have a great shot at it. I believe you. Uh, <clears throat> Justin Algar still always solid. Hey, Andrew, you know where Austin Hill's especially good at? Dra- drafting, drafting tracks. Drafting tracks. Yeah. Got to watch him on those drafting tracks. And Atlanta. Don't forget, <laughs> don't forget Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget no that. no see that's a drafting no, track no it's not don't you don't, don't forget atlanta okay i love it before we move on to ask junior we do need to say it sam mayer has it's been announced that he'll be back next year did i miss this it got announced this morning this oh morning. wow awesome welcome sam to, mayer's yeah, back I'm, yeah. i know I'm welcome Thank to the show mike yeah <laughs> glad to be here yeah. glad to be here um <laughs> Yeah, we're. I'm excited about that. I mean, I know Sam. Sam's a young guy. Sam's got uh, a lot of growth uh, and and a lot of a uh, lot of lot of improving to do over his over the next several years. We're glad that he's going to be doing that with us, and we think we can give him the best opportunity to continue to improve as a driver. Won a couple of races this year, uh, and we we will see what we can do moving forward in the playoffs with with Sam. But uh, I'm I'm glad that he's coming back. We uh, we were it was we weren't a hundred percent sure whether he was he was going to stay with us, um, but I think that that's going to be something we're we're going to be very happy about going into next year and throughout throughout the season. I expect to see him win more races next year. Maybe again make the playoffs and uh, have a shot at trying to race for. A championship. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, if his progression continues the yeah. way it has been, yeah. he he's going to have something for him next year, and yeah. we, that's what we would expect. I agree. He's really young. Uh, still has a lot to figure out, but that's what this you know this this team and the Xfinity Series is all about. Yep. So that was a great that was a great announcement this morning. All right, it's time for the white flag. Remember, this weekend I'll be racing in that's the right. number eighty eight Hellman Chevrolet at Bristol uh, Friday night. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I don't want to talk about it, so I don't get nervous. But um, practice is at two o'clock qualifying right, right right after immediately so by 4 p.m we'll know whether i've made the race or not there's 39 entries one will go home mm. um i was very close to missing the race at martinsville so it's not a foregone conclusion that we're going to be in the show all right just so you know um anyhow i'm looking at mike 
not to the viewers. So I don't know what to do. So I don't know yeah. how to. Yeah. Don't, I don't even don't, don't react. Don't react, Mike. Yeah, I don't, don't react. To, don't I react. I don't know what to do. All right. So uh, <laughs> the race is later that night, around seven, eight o'clock. We have three of our four JRM drivers that are advanced to the playoffs: Sam Mayer, Justin Algar, Josh Berry. This is the first race of the playoffs. Listen, what is my goal? Obviously, number one, go out there and have fun because mm-hmm. we know we lo- Mike loves fun. I love fun. So fun is number one. Got a folder for fun. Yep. <clears throat> and so we're going to have fun, but we're also going to try not to ruin somebody's career, uh, season, right? We're not going to try. We try to stay out of you know stay out of any kind of you know playoff battling. We'd love to win the race, but I think it's more about having fun, finishing well, and trying not to be uh, a story at the end of the night. I understand. Unless it's mean. a positive story, right? That's yep. it. That's it. Because then, I mean, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do, Mike? I, I want to go race Bristol. They put dirt on the damn thing at the start of the year. I ain't going to run it on dirt. You ain't running dirt. No. <laughs> no. It's my only chance. This is it. It just so happens it's a playoff race. Probably <clears throat> just have to be a little smart out there. The Car Store race this past weekend, Brendan Butterbean Queen has won the race uh, over the weekend at New River All-American Speedway. This is his second win of the season. Man, it seems like that he has more wins than that, but Wilkesboro was a big win for this team. This is the 03 car. Lee Pulliam uh, owns the car, a very celebrated driver in his own right now, an owner in the series. Uh, Brendan is uh, a, a very talented guy. We might see him uh with some new uh some cool opportunities in the future i hope i hope he gets some opportunities racing in the truck series or xfinity series we may see um but anyhow he's uh he's second points uh carson still leads the points three races left in the car tour series coming down to the wire yeah we got south boston next kenny wallace is going to run in that race that's fun. kenny wallace in the cars tour at south boston in about two weeks the dale jr foundation's driven to give glove program is back this weekend at bristol the glove program um, it's one of it's got one of the largest lineups of, of participating drivers in the program's 10-year history this weekend at Bristol. A total of 60 NASCAR Cup Xfinity uh, drivers, Cup and Xfinity drivers, will partake in the program during the Bristol Motor Speedway race weekend. Okay, they're going to be wearing the skull gloves, the skeleton gloves, uh, at each of their races following the event. We'll take the gloves. The driver will sign them. I'll sign them. They'll go on auction. And all of this benefits the Dale and Amy Earnhardt Fund at the Nationwide Children's Hospital. Um, the auction will begin on Friday, September 15th at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. That's Friday, September the 15th at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. We'll continue to share that information. The uh, auction will continue through Monday on September 18th. So over the weekend, you'll have an opportunity to bid on these gloves for all these different drivers pristine auctions is handling all this for so thank you pristine auctions buster gets back on track yes the second children's book buster gets back on track is a currently available for pre-order at all major retailers it's released next tuesday september 19th if you want more information go to dellejr.com slash buster tomorrow we're going to have hank parker senior on the download as our guest a new episode of speed street drops on thursday Another episode of the download, and also Dirty Mo Doe will preview Bristol. Mike, you're going to be in Bristol for the ultimate experience with Andrew and Dalton. That should be a blast. Yeah, we're going to take Andrew and Dalton on a field trip to the That's ultimate right. experience. Looking forward to seeing everybody there. Don't forget, we've got a live show coming up in Vegas. Um, we'll be there with Door Bumper Clear. So it's a bit of a Dirty Mo Media um, showcase. 
Get your tickets to come see Dirty Mo' Live, Dale Jr. and Friends, on Friday, October 13th at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. You can visit DirtyMo'Media.com slash live. Um, and I think there'll be some surprises as well, uh, along with us and the Door Bumper Clear crew, Mike. That's right. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to do some stuff that we don't do on podcasts and uh, looking forward to seeing people out there in Vegas. That's right. Don't uh, forget also this weekend, the Truck Series uh, races at Bristol. They kick off on Thursday uh, at 9 p.m. Carson Quapple will be racing in the Truck Series uh, for Spire. I'm going to go yeah. uh, to try to watch Carson compete. That'll be on Fox Sports 1. Can't wait. Yeah, so that'll be great. Uh, the Xfinity Series, as I said, is Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on USA Network. And then race number three of the first round in the Cup Series playoffs is at Bristol on Saturday night at 7.30 on USA Network as well. So let's read a couple reviews. Remember to leave us a review, and we may read yours on the air. This is from Dustin McMurray, 64. I thought the interview with Cody was incredible. He speaks really well. He reminds me of Dale Jr. Careful, decisive, precise, and intelligent with his thoughts. Had mixed feelings about a wrestler interview due to me being not well-versed in that world prior to the interview, but this one definitely ranks up there for the downloads. So thank you very much, Dustin. He gave us five stars. Uh, we also agree with you on the Cody interview. It was great. And, um, yeah, every once in a while we're going to bring people in here that aren't so much in the in the motorsports world. I know that Hank Parker Sr. has some um, connections to NASCAR and so forth. But still, uh, it's a lot of fun when we can kind of reach out and, and we'll bring in people that we're interested in talking to. So glad you enjoyed, Cody. And everybody out there, have a great week. Again, tomorrow, Hank Parker Sr. It's going to be an amazing interview. I can't wait to talk to him. And then our Thursday show, uh, and then we're off to Bristol, and uh, we'll see you there. Check out Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.